Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, we've got to preview the last weekend of the regular season here in the Big Ten in basketball, and also the NFL Draft Combine has started already. We'll give you some of the highlights from a huge, huge list of Big Ten players, of course, there at the Combine now. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, to stay up to date on everything you need to know here in the Big Ten. Coming up on today's show, again, we're going to look into the final weekend of the Big Ten schedule and also highlight some of the numbers from the Big Ten's best and brightest at the NFL Combine on the gridiron. Before we get into any of that, though, first, of course, anything that you may have missed over the day yesterday, starting with just the results on men's and women's sides, as the basketball continued to be more and more important on both ends. The women's tournament continued yesterday. We got wins from Indiana, who defeated Rutgers 6 66-54. Michigan State beat Purdue 73-69. Minnesota lost to Northwest, Northwestern 65-60. And then Nebraska beat Illinois 92-74. All four of those winners now face off against the top four seeds in the women's tournament, which will play their first games of this tournament here today. It'll be Indiana against Maryland today, Michigan State against Ohio State, Northwestern against Iowa, and Nebraska against Michigan. Now, I talked earlier in the show before, uh, I don't think Michigan and Ohio State should have any trouble getting through. Maryland-Indiana is just going to be a good game overall. And also, Iowa should be able to beat Northwestern, but the Wildcats have had Iowa's number this season, winning once on the road and then losing at home in overtime, though, to the Hawkeyes. So that seventh seed, Northwestern, I believe, in the Wildcats, a little bit deceiving as they go up against the second-seeded Iowa Hawkeyes and, of course, Caitlin Clark here today. On the men's side, three results from yesterday. Penn State lost to Illinois just barely as the Illini kept their Big Ten title hopes alive. Illinois can still share the Big Ten title with Wisconsin as they win 60-55. to Of course, Wisconsin has to lose to Nebraska still this weekend. More on that coming up later on. Michigan State lost as well on the road. They lost to Ohio State, a team that quite honestly could have used a win and got one a good quality win at home against the Spartans. Ohio State had been struggling a little bit in recent games. They'd pick up that W and of course feel a little bit better after. And Iowa beat Michigan on the road. The Wolverines, as I put it yesterday, had a chance to what I thought would have secured their spot in the NCAA tournament field. Instead, they lose. And we'll get to what that means for Joe Lenardi's bracketology in just a minute. In fact, we'll get to it right now. As it stands at the moment, there are still eight Big Ten teams in the projected field of 68. Indiana and the Hoosiers are the first team out. There is an interesting scenario going on here with the tournament starting up in the NCAA. If there were a loss today by either what is, I'm looking down just a here and trying to see, oh, I, yes, Northern Iowa or Loyola Chicago in their conference tournament here today. At the moment, that's a bid steal, but if Either of those teams lose, they would get their bid taken away, of course, and 
would then have one bid out of that conference, meaning that there would be an extra bid coming in. The point is that earlier in the season, it was a couple of weeks ago, Northern Iowa won a game that would end up taking a bid away from an at-large team if they were to have gotten in. But now if either of those teams lose right now early in their tournaments, it'd be a free bid coming back. Indiana could be that extra team that gets in. The point is, at the moment, there's a bid being stolen by a mid-major down there that an at-large could have and could get back if either of those two teams lose today. That's Northern Iowa and Loyola Chicago. Uh, in other news, the other two bubble teams are still very much on the bubble. Rutgers is third to last team in at the moment. After the loss yesterday, Michigan State moved or Michigan moved down to the fifth to last team in. And they've got another chance, of course, this weekend to pick up another big win against Ohio State that we'll talk about later on. That's really the only movement in anything that Lenardi had projected. Nothing new up at the top, really. And again, the bubble has been what it has been for a little while now. Three teams in the Big Ten are right there. Michigan, I think, still has a pretty good chance of finding their way out of really being anywhere near being out of the tournament at the end of Selection Sunday. But again, a lot of basketball left to be played. That's what we're going to talk about here on Locked On Big Ten coming up next. What is it that every team has to do this weekend to feel good going into the Big Ten tournament? Is there any team that is kind of hopeless as far as being safe by the end of this weekend? The Indiana Hoosiers come to mind. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. It's March, which means March Madness, and March Madness means it's time to start up those bracket pools. Now, if you've been doing this for a while, you know there's people who don't know how to do them. That's for sure. People who are fumbling around papers hours before things start or as things are going on throughout the tournament. People who don't understand how to work your online pool, or honestly, people who are participating who just don't understand how to do things online all that much. If you're tired of doing the usual stuff for your brackets and you want to switch over to the best, you head over to Run your pool. This is a place to go for really any sort of bracket need that you may want. If you're just trying to put together a pool with you and your buddies, Run Your Pool, of course, has your back there. If you want to do something a little bit different than a standard bracket, maybe have some sort of eliminator game that they offer or other kind of custom competitions, you can do that at Run Your Pool. If you're running a business trying to get all the coworkers involved in something, you can do a company pool. Or if you want to get customers involved, bring in new customers, perhaps, with a contest, you can get that done at RunYourPool.com. To. Again, really anything that you want to do with the bracket here this March, there's plenty of ways for you to make money picking games or for your business as well. Head over to Run Your Pool right now and see all that they have to offer. And if you end up using their service, enter Pure Madness at checkout in their little coupon code for a 10% coupon off your custom pool. Again, Go to runyourpool.com, use our promo code PUREMADNESS, or play with us too at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. For more ways to play than ever, head on over to runyourpool.com this March for your March Madness experience. Make it better than any other you've had before. Built Bar is where you go for all of your protein needs. If you've been listening to a Locked On podcast, you know that Built Bar is the place to go for protein that can't be beat without any of the carbs or sugars or anything that you would want in a healthy bar to get you through your day. And also, 
100% chocolate in every bar is exactly what you're looking for to get that combination of taste and nutrition that really Built Bar has mastered the balance of. So head on over to Built.com right now. See all that they have to offer. There's new flavors of bars coming out all the time. They've got the little powders you can pour into drinks. Really, any of this kind of energy protein kind of stuff, they have that version of the product out there. But again, it's just all the stuff that you need without any of the stuff that you don't want thrown in extra to try and get you to eat it. It tastes good. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's as simple as that. We've been saying it for a while, but it's true. When you take it out of the packaging, you're gonna look at it and say, how is this candy bar so, so healthy for me? Go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order and try them out now. You're going to be coming back. The people who try these things, myself included, here at Locked On, they keep asking when we're gonna get sent more. So go over to built.com now and see for yourself what everyone here has been talking about. Back in on Locked On Big 10 on a Friday, wrapping up the week, going into the final weekend of the regular season. Thought we'd just need to go into what this last weekend of regular season basketball for the Big 10 means, because of course, it's gonna end up deciding how we play out the Big 10 tournaments bracket. But Let's just go through every game and try and decipher, outside of just tournament seeding for a moment, what it is that each team has to gain and lose as they get their final chances to build on resumes before we go to Indianapolis. Because again, that thing, if you're a tournament team or a bubble team that you want to kind of have going into that weekend is being like, all right, if we do what we can, do what we have to, then we can get in, right? Like say an Indiana team right now. I'm not happy if I'm an Indiana fan. I'm not satisfied with where we're at. I'm thinking that if I'm going into the Big Ten tournament, I don't need to just take care of business. I need to overachieve, beat a team or two that maybe people weren't expecting me to beat. Meanwhile, a team like Rutgers, having just beat Indiana, having the wins that it has, I'm feeling more confident if I'm a Scarlet Knights fan. I'm thinking, all right, we may just be the seven seed in this tournament, but honestly, as long as we beat the 10 seed and lose to the two seed, it's really what everyone expected. I don't think we lose our spot. If you're in and safe right now, you want to have some distance so that even if other things happen that you can't control, you're still in that field of 68 by a good margin. And there's a couple of teams that aren't there yet. Other teams just need to fight for seeding. And of course, there's other teams where we just want to see the game and see exactly how these teams match up again still because it's, of course, still fun to watch what happens out on the court outside all this bracketology stuff too. Let's get into it though. First game of the weekend is going to be tomorrow. No games here today on a Friday on the men's side. Of course, women's tournaments going strong and well. But on Saturday, first game and only game of the day in the Big Ten, Indiana at Purdue. Now, of course, Purdue is fighting just to get back on that two-line, perhaps, by the end of things on Selection Sunday. Right now projected at kind of the corner of a two-and-a-three seed after losing to Wisconsin before. Now, Purdue really just fighting for the seeding. Of course, Indiana fighting to get back into this tournament. Hoosiers have already beaten the Boilermakers before. That was a long, long time ago, though. That was early in this Big Ten basketball season. That's when we thought Indiana was going to be a safe lock for the NCAA tournament. And we were wondering if Purdue was able going to or ever going to figure out how to use all the talent that it had. The Boilermakers did. And the Hoosiers have started to kind of fall off a little bit. This is not the same game that I was looking at going into when these two teams played in Assembly Hall. Indiana won that game, pulled off the upset. But going into it, really, 
you were thinking, all right, Indiana can do this. They're off to a hot start. It'll be an obviously big environment at home. Purdue has been eh to start the season so far. I mean, obviously really good at times, but also not so great. What is Indiana going to do? They're going to go in and they're going to upset Purdue at home and work off that energy of the crowd and what Purdue had been then. This is a much more efficient Boilermaker team. This is a Boilermaker team that knows what it is, knows what it wants to do on offense, especially when you saw in that Wisconsin game early, Purdue was just doing what it had been taught to do in ways that, again, it had really struggled with before against Michigan State. I don't think there's any way that Indiana wins this game. Now, it's, again, a rivalry matchup. Anything can happen. But playing at Purdue with what these two teams are now compared to what they were before and what Indiana had to do to win that game even then, I see Purdue coming in and blowing the wheels off of Indiana, to be completely honest. And I see Indiana having some work to do going into the Big Ten tournament next weekend. They're going to be thinking here, saying, all right, we're going to have to beat a team or two that we're not supposed to have beaten, at least as far as the seedings go, if we want to get in. That's just where I'm at with Indiana. Again, if they pull off the upset, I think they're in the tournament. I think they may still want to do all right in the Big Ten tournament to feel safe about it, but that big, big win at the end of the season at Purdue that would be the kind of thing that we talked earlier in the week about how like Indiana didn't come up big in the last chance it had against Rutgers, another bubble team, head-to-head. If it beats Purdue, that kind of takes away that loss of what that Rutgers loss meant. Instead of having the last chance be that loss to another bubble team, you, in your final opportunity to impress the committee, beat a top-10 team. That's much, much better looking on the resume. But Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Purdue's going to look really, really good on Saturday and at home take care of Indiana without too much trouble. But again, we'll see what ends up happening in the Big Ten. There's no reason for me to be so confident. Moving on, Penn State at Rutgers. Not a whole lot for me to say on this one. Penn State obviously out of it. Rutgers, I think, still is in. I've put that take out there. I say with the win over Indiana, Rutgers is in and Indiana will be out on Selection Sunday. Of course, they can play out of each and losing to Penn State would be a decent way for Rutgers to fall back out of the field of 68 on Sunday. I do think Rutgers should be able to win this game without too much trouble. It's at home. It's not like they have to go to Penn State and try and play in the hostile environment. Uh, It should be a win for Rutgers. Moving on. Michigan at Ohio State. Another chance for Michigan, I think, to clinch it. Now, we talked about this before. Yesterday, Michigan had a chance, I thought, with where they were at to safely say that they'll be a tournament team if they had been able to knock off Iowa. A ranked team would have been at home at the time. This game on the road against Ohio State, the rival, and just another kind of same kind of deal situation. If Michigan wins this, I think they can safely say, all right, that's the last feather in the hat, the last quality win that we needed to get to really say this is a tournament team. If they lose it, it's still up in the air. But Michigan's going to have some more of these chances. They played their way into being able to be, out of these three bubble teams that we have left, in by far the best situation, if you ask me, just with the resume that Michigan has and what Michigan is as a basketball team right now. Uh, Other games, Nebraska or Wisconsin. Normally, I would say this is a chance for Nebraska to pull off an upset. Nebraska's looked a whole lot better in the last few games, but uh, Wisconsin's playing for that solo Big Ten title. You know they're going to be ready to play. I don't see any way that the Badgers lose this game. Maybe Nebraska surprises people and makes it competitive as they have been as of late, but again, at home 
Wisconsin with a chance to be able to take that Big Ten on its own. I don't see them missing that opportunity. And then the last couple of games for Michigan State and against Maryland, really just seeding for Michigan State. Iowa against Illinois is going to be a fun one. And this one's really, again, just seeding too. None of these teams have to worry about the tournament getting in, but I'm interested to see what Keegan Murray does facing off against one of the teams that, if you ask me, are still one of the three best teams in this conference. I still put Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois as the three best teams in the Big Ten with a decent gap between them and everybody else. Now, teams play up to them. They play down to other teams. But when I just look at the talent and what's on the roster, I'm thinking I'm thinking Illinois, I'm thinking Wisconsin, I'm thinking Purdue as the three most talented teams here in the Big Ten. So when you got a guy like Keegan Murray on this Iowa team, who is really the do-it-all kind of player, whenever he goes up against one of those big rosters, I'm interested, all right, how much can this guy take over? Because he's been the guy for Iowa all year long. And of course, the Hawkeyes have other supporting cast members with him. But let's be real. If Iowa's going to win this game, Keegan Murray's going to have to have a huge night. If Iowa's going to heat up in the NCAA tournament, Keegan Murray's going to have to have a couple of huge nights. So while normally it's just like, all right, let's see what these teams can do against each other. Now I feel like it's kind of, you can focus in on, all right, Keegan Murray's going to have to heat up here if Iowa wants to make a run, right? How hot can he get? How hot is he right now? How is he playing going into what will be the biggest time and biggest games of the year? Is he ready to take on the challenge? Because quite honestly, right now is when, if you're one of those superstar players, you got to start turning it up a little bit. You got to start getting into postseason mode. And this is a big opportunity for a guy like Keegan Murray against an Illinois team that's really, really good to show off and say, hey, this is what I can do. This is how I can take over a game. I'm interested to see what he does against Illinois and if Iowa can keep up with, again, one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. Finally, Minnesota's at Northwestern. That game, of course, has no tournament implications. But again, we don't want to leave anyone out behind here. Coming up in just a second on Locked On at Big Ten. That's the weekend in basketball. But a big weekend in football in the Big Ten and all across football as well. The NFL Draft Combine taking place. And while there's a whole lot of players and too many for me to go through all and tell you what all they've been up to, I'll give you just a few of the headlines as we wrap things up here on Locked On Big Ten. Well, if you know Locked On, then you know Bet Online right now. It's the where the game starts in your place to go for all of your online sports betting needs. Bet Online has all the lines, odds, and props that you could ever want for anything through the rest of basketball season, hockey season. If you want to bet, of course, on the NCAA tournament, they got you covered there as well. You can head on over to Bet Online to get all of the bets in that you like with all the information that you need as well, with new stories, podcasts, all sorts of new content coming up, so you can make sure that you're not just a big-time winner, but an educated better as well. You can put your money where your mouth is and where the brain is too. It's all all over there at Bet Online for you to check out. So again, head on over to Bet Online and make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck when you're putting your money out there with all sorts of the sports betting services that there are. It's Bet Online where the game starts. 
Wrapping things up here on Locked On Big Ten, we're going to be talking NFL Draft Combine here in a second. As we do, be sure to, once you're done here, make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL corner Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little bit here about the Big Ten players at the NFL Draft Combine. I, at first, it was foolishly enough going to try and see if there were few enough players to kind of go through and be like, all right, here's how everybody's doing. There are obviously way too many players for me to do that. That was about a half second thought of mine until I actually looked at the list. But we can at least skim through the headlines and give you at least some of the highlights out of the Big Ten players here at the Combine so far. The biggest headline maybe so far has been coming out of Minnesota, where Daniel Falele is maybe going to be the biggest player in NFL history now. He weighed in at 384 pounds, 6 foot 8. The defensive lineman out of Minnesota is obviously grabbing the attention of front offices across the NFL. We already knew he was big. We already knew that he knew what he was doing there in the trenches, but obviously he is quite literally tipping the scales of what it could be to be an NFL football player. He is huge. He's been huge, but now it's, of course, all measurables too. Uh, other news, some very, very fast players in the Big Ten. Rutgers' Bo Melton running back ran a 4.3440. Not too bad. The two Ohio State wide receivers put up impressive numbers. Garrett Wilson, a 4.38. Chris Alave, and one thing I read, was cited as one of the biggest improvers in draft stock so far out of the combine. He ran a 4.39. Scouts were saying he looked really, really good just catching the ball overall as well throughout all the drills that they had. Chig uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm going to absolutely botch this name. Chig Okonkwo. Chig Okonkwo is, if you know who he is, is a Rutgers, University of Maryland tight end. Sorry, his name absolutely flustered me and threw me off there. But he had been doing very well at the Combine to run a 4.52 as my cat runs across here for no reason at all. What are you doing, buddy? He ran a 4.52 as a tight end at 238 pounds. That's moving quick. And having that kind of combination of size and speed, and especially with what we've seen tight ends be able to do at the NFL, I think he could be someone who, again, uh, obviously someone's going to take a flyer on at some point. There were a couple of people who were disappointing as well. David Bell, wide receiver at Purdue, ran a 4.6540. That's not all that great. Jake Ferguson, tight end, benched 15 times only and ran a 4.81 standing at two point or er, at 250 pounds and one more positive Hassan Haskins 27 reps on the bench press for the Michigan State or I'm sorry Michigan running back of course Michigan Michigan State fans wouldn't be happy for messing that up if I were me uh, he of course impresses with the bench press skills as well it's again I I don't really know how to do and go through everything there's too much to go through. I didn't even mention Aiden Hutchinson, for example, or any of your other favorite players, I'm sure. But I just kind of look through the headlines. And again, there's so many players at this combine. We're going to have to get somebody else in to talk more about exactly what all of that will be. But again, we'll talk more next week after a big, big week of Big Ten basketball. Of course, the combine will finish up. We'll talk about that. Big Ten hockey tournament starting up. We've got 
Big Ten, uh, uh, what is it, wrestling, yes, this weekend as well. It's a big, big weekend in Big Ten sports, and we'll talk all about everything that happens next week here on Locked On Big Ten. Until then, I'm Nate Dickinson.